0: The following podcast is scheduled for one fall from the heart of Broadway in historic downtown Cape Girardeau. This is Pro Wrestling Unscripted.
1: Here we go, baby! Let's get to spitting. <laughs> Introducing, Hail Mamba. It's Hammer Time, baby. Um, <laughs> I always forget it every time, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's Wednesday, August twenty fourth, two thousand twenty two, and this is Pro Wrestling Inscripted on the Podzilla nineteen eighty five Network, baby. Why did you go
0: full donkey?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you went full big Yoshi donkey. <laughs> big big Yoshi.
1: Uh, uh, I can't take it. My name is Shannon Young, Mister One Hundred. Back with you to th- this week, the be this week with me. Of course, <laughs> we've have the original general manager of Camp Championship Wrestling, the host of the Inquest, uh, Man About Town, Double H. That's
0: that's what they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Only the town is multiple towns as I run all <laughs> over the place. <laughs>
1: uh, so we got a lot of of news to talk about this week. Some things we want to mention. Let's start off by talking about the fact that apparently Big George Foreman has... Where is it? Let me look at it again. Let me find the story. This is relevant to wrestling. It's a combat sport. Uh, George yeah. Foreman sued, allegedly sexually abused two minors in his 20s. Mm. That
0: ain't great. That hey. ain't what you want to hear. Thanks,
1: George. I hate it.
0: Uh, yeah, I... What's that thing about not meeting your heroes? Maybe just don't let them live long enough nowadays. It was like the longer it goes, the more we find out. I thought George Foreman was ever a hero. Like, I had a grill. I mean, you know. I also had a grill. I,
1: yeah. I think we all did. You know, yeah.
0: we were in that era when they were coming out and we and, were in college you know, and post college. And, you know.
1: I was a fan of. George Foreman, uh, the boxer. I thought he was a good boxer. Uh, he he had that historic, yeah, you know, come back in his what like early forties, late late thirties, something like that, and won the sure. won the championship. Which a lot of people, you know, when you remember that, and everybody's like, oh my god, I can't believe George Foreman won the title at this age. I always thought he was like in his fifties or something. No, George Foreman, right? Was I'm looking it up real quick. I'm pretty sure he was in his early. He was forty five. He became boxing's oldest heavyweight champion. Nowadays, though, a lot of these guys are so well conditioned and so well trained. I mean, they fight into their their forties. I mean, wrestlers wrestle into their fifties, and sometimes right. in their seventies. Ric Flair, <laughs>
0: whether they should or not. Um, <sighs> just, just helicopter, real quick, and I'm not I'm not gonna shout it out yet or anything. Um, but. Uh, are you so okay for the un, uninitiated? We we do this show where we record this show on Wednesday nights. Yeah, which sometimes
1: it gets posted is, sometime in the week,
0: <laughs> which is when AEW
1: Dynamite is on. Have you right. been
0: keeping up with tonight's Dynamite?
1: I only know one thing. I know Thunder Rosa, but that is the only thing that I know.
0: Well, I don't. I don't want to pull a Tanner <laughs> and throw in some breaking news here. Oh, or anything, oh, but... oh, hold
1: on, hold on, senior breaking news correspondent Double H here. What do we got?
0: 30 minutes ago, or approximately 33 minutes ago. Um, so you remember the... And, and this is something we're going to talk about here in a bit, so this might be a little segue, even though we have other things to discuss. Yeah. Um, CM Punk returned to Dynamite, right? With the the world title, AEW World Champion. He's been holding on to it the whole time during that injury. John Moxley won the interim championship. They uh, collided famously, and again, we're going to talk more about that in a bit because we didn't really get to last week. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened right after we did the show. And everyone assumed that their match would be it all out. Then it was announced, nope, we're gonna do that early. We're doing it on dynamite. It's happening next week. So tonight was the reunification match for the AEW World Championship, CM Punk versus John Moxley. Feels like a foregone conclusion, right? Yeah. If you're John Moxley, who won What? in under five minutes.
1: No fucking way.
0: Yes. That match went by apparently super fast. Evidently, this is a real exchange that happened on commentary as the match ended. Taz said, did Punk come back too soon? And JR literally said, he got his ass kicked.
1: I'm I'm reading about it right now. Yeah, the match saw Moxley hit Punk with two Death Riders to score the the pin after Punk seemed to re-injure his foot earlier in the bout. So that could be a legit Punk's hurt. We got to end this match now. Or it could be, it could be, hey, Punk is on his way out, uh-huh. so, oh my god, this, we're gonna dip into that later for sure. Hold, put a pin in that bitch.
0: Yeah, this, this whole thing is, uh, is absolute fucking chaos. Uh, r slash square circle is going nuts. There is a post right now that is tagged Dynamite Spoilers. Uh, and, and all the other spoiler tags, and then it just says, information on tonight's jobber. When you open it up, it says, Philip Jack Brooks, born October 26, 1978, better known by the ring name CM Punk, and just goes on into his Wikipedia. Intro.
1: God damn. I, I see one of the, the top yeah. comments on 411 is on the bright side, he lasted longer than his UFC fight. Oh. So... What Ugh, the hell? Walking
0: dead enthusiast Phil Brooks is in total shambles right
1: now. <laughs> I, I don't get it, man. Like, the only thing I can figure is he legit got hurt. Because if if it's anything less than he legit got hurt and they had to cancel the match... It makes no sense yeah. to me because yeah. uh, we'll talk about it. We got We got a couple other things. You, first.
0: you know, to, just to, to put a bow on this for the time being, you know, that already the rumor mill is going to be, oh, is he going back to, you know, WWE's He's bringing all these guys back. Is he going back? I he's need not. you to remember everyone. No, he's not. Yeah. Uh, because it wasn't Vince McMahon that CM Punk didn't get along with. It was Triple H. Yeah. The guy who's in charge now. Which- so, no, that's <laughs> not good.
1: We won't be doing that. <laughs> A lot of people have been posting that Triple H from uh, promo that they cut and he was talking about how Punk, you know, just wants I forget the exact quote, but it was basically the point of it was that Punk only wants to take care of Punk. He doesn't give a shit about anybody else. And everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, Triple H was right even back then." And I thought, "Well, you know, John Cena basically cut the exact same promo saying when CM Punk talks about change or revolution, all he means is make Punk a bigger star." And now yes. you you hear this backstage news, which we'll go into at the top of the uh at the top of the show. Um top of the hour. <laughs> man. Oh no, please not an hour. But it, <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, the top of the hour happens in like thirteen minutes. Oh We're yeah. Good. Okay,
1: cool. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> um, I know we normally start off the show with uh you know, unlike unlike our friends over at Nerdiest Part of the Ring, where we talk about they they, talk, they put in the power of positivity and yes. they they start the show off with good news. We we do the opposite. We we, we bring the bleak <laughs>
0: If we decide to do shirts again, by the way, for this show, it absolutely should be the the PWU logo, but the back of it should just say the power of negativity.
1: (laughs) Yes. That's that's who we are. (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: But not Hunter, but not this week. Oh, not not this week. Uh, We've already broke the trend by discussing punk at the start, which is good because I actually, I actually wanted to mention something that I genuinely found to be absolutely fucking incredible and heartwarming. This this I I know where this is going. This may be my moment of the year, and it's such a low key angle on NXT that I can't believe. So, uh, Indy Hartwell. (laughs) She, she cut a promo after her loss on NXT and basically just ran herself down, self down saying four months I'm in the exact same spot I was before. I'm always the problem. And that's sad enough as it is, but then you hear the crowd cheer as Dexter Loomis raises up behind her yes. uh, on the opposite side yes. of the ring. She slowly turns around and sees him. They crawl toward each other, and then they hug and kiss as she jumps in his arms. And the crowd is going fucking nuts. They're chanting index. Oh, yeah. ballistic." This was such a good moment. This this was I didn't even
0: hate the way that it ended. No. So past that, you saw where it went from there, right?
1: Yeah, it actually like it ended on a kind of a sad note, but at the same time, yeah. one of the genuinely most heartwarming things I've ever seen. So he gets arrested, you know, for kidnapping the fucking <laughs> Miz on the.
0: Especially the way they they uh, they The cinematography, like the way they shot that. So he and Indy are in front of like a set of glass doors, but of course it's dark outside, so you can't really see. He hands her this note. He hugs her and kisses her again, and then he turns around and opens the doors backwards, and the police lights start. Like you can see the red and blue flashing, and they just stick his arms behind his back and take him away. The note of, of course, the note is is the killer. Goodbye, Indy. I love you forever. Yes. Goodbye,
1: and Indy for now. For now, I I love
0: you forever.
1: And like, holy shit, I actually feel like I'm gonna choke up a little bit just. about it, that is, that that it kind of reminds me of Mandy Rose and Otis when they had their thing. Except yeah. this, like, there's something about Indy Hartwell and and Dexter together that was just like, it's such a good pairing. And you know, yeah. Indy, Indy deserves a lot better. And this was just, this was really good. I, I well, can't, current, I can't say anything bad. This was
0: regulation. Really to go along with it is that when loomis does eventually when they, they they pay off the current you know him kidnapping people and the whole thing and he becomes an actual like member of the roster is that it won't be long before she comes along behind him so whatever show he ends up on be it smackdown raw or whatever then indy will come along too and especially if he is gonna like maybe end up feuding with the miz she'd be a good counter for, for Reese. yeah so yeah
1: yeah. So just yeah, man. it was it was really nice. Yeah, I, I got my, my to watch applause. it. I
0: still actually haven't even watched it with audio. I need to go back and do that. But but I got to see the video, and it just it's a lot better acting than maybe you expect from wrestling. Sometimes, like they both legitimately, you know, it felt legitimate. For a guy like Sam yeah. Shaw, who's so good, or Dexter Loomis. I still know him as Sam Shaw, who's so <laughs> good at just emoting without emoting. That's such a, a, an an ex, extravagantly difficult thing to do well. Um, and he does it so well and then she of course carries the uh, the rest of the facial expressions and the the actions and it's just it's it's it was good stuff i did appreciate that
1: i um, also just realized that my voice changer is on because i had to to get this thing working <laughs> oh no so i'm kind of curious about Okay, it's on clean. Good. I was
0: going to say, it sounds fine here. Well, I don't you know would hear it. Makes a yeah, the but, show, okay. the people on the show would
1: hear it. Okay. Um, I'm going to, real quick, uh, there's a hear myself. Let me test this real quick. Hello. Yeah, you should do that. Okay. okay I pretty. am
0: curious. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, well, that, I was afraid because I was I was trying to fuck with you guys the other day when I had it on. I had it on like a uh, baby voice, yeah. and I'm like, if I've done this entire fucking show with a fucking baby <laughs> voice, yeah, it was it was really good acting from both of them. It felt really legit, and what a good ending to considering the fact that when the storyline was going, because they're married in storyline, they're in Dex, right, Um right. and then Dexter Loomis got fired, and Indy the the whole blow off was basically Indy just kind of like going, oh well, you know, move on. It's it right. Sucked. What am
0: I supposed to do? Yeah, so this was
1: a really good throwback to that storyline. Yes. And if they don't pair them up anytime soon, it's still a good ending. The whole letter of I, you know, love you forever. That's just man, that's just fucking good, man. That's good. Yeah, good shit. All yeah, right, that was
0: that was fun stuff.
1: Hunter ruined it now.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I probably so. Yeah, I didn't, I understood the regular assignment, not the <laughs> alternate one this week. Um, And to be fair, this is something I just saw a little bit ago because I believe it just happened a little while ago. Um, But I don't I don't love this and I don't normally I have like a cute little summary of it before I get into it. I'm just going to tell you what happened and then we'll talk about why it bothered me Um, before tonight's episode of Dynamite over in AEW. There was a talent meeting. Yeah, yeah. we found out about this earlier in the day. Again, it's something that I feel like we're just teasing the hell out of now, but we're going to talk more about why to a certain degree in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already kind of teased it with this mocks and punk stuff. But in the midst of the talent meeting, which was by all accounts a fairly standard company meeting, you know, morale, etc., um, Tony Khan addressed this WWE resurgence without directly addressing it and this is this is coming from pw insider and i'm just going to quote it um i hope i can pronounce one of these names correctly okay so khan quote uh also stated aew's Maga Harek, who is their chief legal officer there for AEW, uh and is effectively the number two in the promotions hierarchy sent an email to wwe's nick khan and stephanie mcmahon of course uh, co-ceos Warning them to, and I quote again, not tamper with his talent. <laughs> so, the word behind this is that basically, Tony is aware that obviously Triple H being in charge means a lot of people are coming back. I mean, all you have to do is watch WWE TV, the latest Johnny Gargano comes yeah. back on Raw. Yeah, yeah a huge, huge return. Uh, Dexter <laughs> Loomis, who we've been talking about, and tons and tons of other people, hit Rose back. Um, I, you know, I didn't say they were all great, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> Everybody, look, Swerve was the talented one in that group. Without I, him, they, I, they need a new leader. Man. I, I like B-Fab.
1: Uh, I like... Uh, sure. I think they're, they're, all, they're good. They're fine. He was the best part, but they're good. He they're was,
0: good. He, I shouldn't say he was the, the talented one. He was the extremely talented He was the most one. talented one. Together. Right, right. Sure. But, so obviously, AEW is, is, is acutely aware of the fact that, yes, with somebody new in charge, we're now running similar types of promotions, right? Black and gold NXT was always fairly analogous to aew and triple h is now running wwe as black and gold nxt so i don't know man you and i have talked about tony khan before and this this really to me smacks of the i will never let hulk hogan into this company
1: <laughs> well hulk
0: hogan wasn't knocking at the door for tony like I, I like aew and and i like some things that tony khan has done but again i am a little concerned about tony khan as a person
1: he's this mental. is another yeah
0: yeah, this is another one of those things. Okay, well, we told WWE you better not mess with us.
1: Okay, okay. first
0: of all, um, yeah, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> I guess. Um, WWE has lawyers who were probably the parents of your lawyers, all right? So good luck with all that. Let me know how that works out for you. Secondly, and it, I could be wrong about this. I don't want to go into a lot of armchair legalese because I'm certainly no law expert. But as I understand it, this is not, like, the NBA. Right. right, MLB. Where if you, you know, if one team approaches another team about a player when their contract is still going that they can be like fined or sanctioned or lose a draft. Because that's the running joke right now is, oh man, Triple H is about to lose that number Number one draft. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is not what's happening. As, As long as it's not I think if, if, if I read it correctly from somewhere who I hope is someone who's trustworthy, um, as long as they're not actively encouraging them to breach Break their the contract. AEW yes. contract,
1: that's absolutely right. Then you're in the clear. Yeah. You can so, do whatever
0: you want. You can have any conversations you want.
1: Yeah. Technically they're independent contractors, which is bullshit. We all right. know that they do have contracts, sure. but it's exactly like you said, as long as they're not telling them, Hey, breach your contract to come here, then come they're here. they're gold. And AEW has done it themselves. They've done yes. it Matt Hardy it's or hypocritical. I, it was either Matt or Jeff talked about, you know, the feelers that were sent out when they were in WWE. Uh, sure. the fucking Britt Baker is in AEW while Adam Cole was in NXT. You don't think there were conversations? Uh, right. this to me, especially with with Tony Khan sending Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon a strongly worded letter. Um, right. <laughs> reminds, it just, it's notarized and everything It just—it reminds me of Friday When when Smokey calls up Big Worm And threatens him and Big Worm <laughs> says First off don't call here like you some straight up G Or I'll cut your balls off and hand it to you partner
0: I love it it's my favorite bit Yeah oh, You can man. see if yeah, they responded that way like that.
1: You can see Tony Khan's eyes widening Going oh shit right. <laughs> This is Pearl Harbor uh, I, I should not poke the bear is-
0: as soon as soon as they leave, like, but when you know when they leave, I'll be
1: talking. I'll be I'll be running AEW <laughs> again. again. Yeah, I'll be putting
0: out feelers again.
1: Yeah, that's ridiculous, oh, man. man. Uh, Tony, I, Tony Schiavone. <sighs> Tony Schiavone, unprovoked, mm-hmm. the other day sent out a tweet. I think it was a tweet that basically said, AEW is not as bad as like the bullshit media would lead you to believe, which makes me feel yep. like AEW is absolutely as bad as the bullshit media would have you believe. Right. anytime
0: Or at st- the very least, it is bad. Right. Like, don't use the phrase, our company is not that bad. That's a mm. terrible idea.
1: That's If I just messaged all of you guys in the blue and was like, hey, guys, I'm really happy with my life right now, you would all go, oh, shit. Is he okay? <laughs>
0: somebody make a phone call please
1: so i'm not buying it man uh this no. whole talent meeting this thing with punk which we're gonna get to in just a minute oh my god like yeah. and and well, by and, the way and
0: in that same line you saw his instagram post right where it was like one year ago best, i joined the best yeah. company i've ever worked for everything has been sunshine and roses and horse shit, because that's what it
1: is i think he yeah, on, yeah yeah it's too much it's too obvious mm-hmm. um we're going to talk about that here in a second because, man, that's explosive. But before we do, a couple things, couple news and notes. Speaking of AEW, I do want to mention this really quick because I know you didn't pick up 2K22. I know you talked about if if, if 23 continues the upward trend, you could very well be on board. Sure. Of, yeah. And I know Dalton picked up 22, and he and I both loved it. Well, they've shown a lot of footage from the new AEW Fight Forever game over the week uh, the weekly Gamescom. And, yeah. And um, – I, I saw a, a full match today of Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole, and I, I just have a couple things to say about it. One, I, it, it really does look like a modern No Mercy. It really okay. does. The wrestlers have that sliding walk like they used to have in, in No Mercy. Right. Am, I, am I saying that's good? No, because I hated that. Um, but it's still very nostalgic for me. The big thing, though, was they they brought back the old push the chest out to block. <laughs> and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, the push the chest out yeah, and you, you don't take damage. Yeah. Because I think that's stupid as hell. Like the limitations of the systems back then, you know, you had to do shit like that. But like, look at a game sure. like 2K with its reversals upon reversals. I mean, the animations are incredible. So this feels like yeah. a cheap, a cheap thing. And this game kind of feels cheap on the whole. Um, right. With that said, I thought the graphics were nice The gameplay looks solid, it looks fun It doesn't look nearly as arcade as I thought it was going to be It actually, like, when Omega was on the ground He sold it, like, you know, like wrestling um, So I, I I went into this game very, like, pessimistic Because I, I thought, well, this just sounds like a bad idea But I, I think it looks pretty good I, I, I want to play it I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll wait to see what happens But so far, I kind of like what I'm seeing
0: I uh, I think I said it the last time we talked about this. It, it, depending on how big a difference there is between the the like, you know, strictly console and Switch versions, mm-hmm. it feels like Two K Twenty Three is that's my that's my console game. This would be my Switch game. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way, but again, it's very arcade It doesn't seem like it would tax the system as hard um, if the online is still good. That would be the only thing, for the record, that would keep me from it, because I'm not currently paying for Switch Online, and that's mm. just me. I could just jump on Xbox and play it anyway. Um, but yeah, it's, it's... They have sold it from the beginning as a return to the halcyon days of wrestling, gaming, in the, you know, 90s and 2000s, and... I, I think it is critical that we keep in mind that some of those things were good yeah. <laughs> and some of them were not so good. Right. It's not that those games were perfect. I, a lot of people will tell you they're the best wrestling games of all time. Even if that was true, that doesn't make them perfect. Yeah. There were still things that could have been improved upon, a lot of which could be improved upon now that the te- technology and the memory space and, and the processing power and all that is available to do so.
1: Also, uh, for the people that say No Mercy is the greatest wrestling game of all time, it's not. Stop saying that. Like, I love No Mercy. <laughs> I played the shit out of No Mercy. I had one of sure. the cartridges that reset your progress every so often. So I had oh. to constantly rebuild everything. But, like, No Mercy was a lot of fun. But compared to today's wrestling games, like, I get you have the nostalgia glasses on. I do, too. But, like, it's yeah. just not as good as modern-day, like, 2K games. Right. Uh, 2K22 was a lot of fun. The the presentation, the, the gameplay, like, it's just really good. Stop hating on it just because it's popular to hate on. Um, one thing that I didn't like about AEW's game, and I think I'm hoping it's just cause it said this may not be, you know, completely accurate forever. This is just, sure. you know, a prototype or whatever was the entrances. So Omega came out with the cleaner girls, I guess is what they're called. I have no idea what that is. I guess he was the cleaner. So there's girls behind him sweeping. I don't know, sure. but it's clips. So it shows him come out, he does the thing, and then it's just gone. It's over. Then it showed uh, Adam Cole, and Adam Cole was already at the ring doing his Adam Cole, you know, baby bit. And then he got in the ring. So I don't know if they have full entrances or if they're doing like the Impact game did years ago where they just have, like, basically little clip version of their entrances. Which I hate, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. I want full entrances. Yeah, no. Especially because, I
0: mean... We've talked about it before when when the wrestling game uh, interest starts slowing down. So you get the game, you know, in October, November, whenever it comes out. Well, I guess now they're in what February, March. They come out earlier mm-hmm. in the year.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But you know, you get it then, and within a few months, you know, you've played all there is to play. You need kind of a little break, but you want to keep playing it. What do you do? You go create characters. You create characters. You <laughs> create move sets. Yeah. Uh, or not movesets. sets. You create characters and entrances. You don't even touch the move set. You just watch their entrances and go, Ah, that was dope. That was cool. All right, I'm gonna go play Division. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'll get back to this later on. It happens. These these wrestling games and and generally your yearly sports games or even your Call of Duties they ebb and flow. Yeah. So yeah, if you take the creative stuff out, I'm not gonna be as inclined to go in and revisit it when I get bored with the regular gameplay, which will eventually happen, no matter how good the game is. I love mm-hmm. No Mercy too, but you know, I was a kid, so yes, I, I played it an awful lot more at that time. But even I eventually went. I gotta play something else. Yeah. Like I gotta. I gotta do. I gotta switch over other... to gold die.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. I could, um, there's only so many times I can go in and edit the base model of the Big Show so that he's only five feet tall instead, <laughs> and and change all of his moves to the the Stephanie McMahon slap. You know, like, which is you know, always so much enjoyment you get out of that. Yeah, sure. it's always a good time.
1: Uh, when I was a kid, I can't even say on the stream the kind of characters I came up with because <laughs> I was a kid and they were very very stupid. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll wait till my deathbed and release that pod, uh, podcast. I'm gonna have to wait till there's absolutely no That's more life in me. That's behind. the well, I don't give a fuck how people think of me when I'm dead. I'm dead. Who gives a yeah, shit just, fill me with just cream? Throw me in a ditch, throw me in a ditch, <laughs> put me on coffin flop. You oh, know?
0: It's just bodies busting out of shit wood and hidden pavement. I don't, I don't know, know what, what to tell you, you bud.
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah, Fight Forever, I'm curious We'll see how it goes uh, Another quick yeah. news, Survivor Series pre-sale went live today And the tickets are already gone Sold out almost immediately yeah. Which is fantastic news for WWE Because it has done this in forever The official on-sale right. date is Friday And it's also expected to sell out Dave Meltzer, in a tweet earlier today, I believe Said, you know, he literally said Don't let people lie to you and bring up past ratings WWE is hot right now um, They're yeah. hotter than they've ever been And people wondered What's going to happen When Vince McMahon leaves WWE Can WWE survive The answer is yes
0: Yes Yes it is A resounding yes Yes. I know that this is not Exactly the same thing But remember what happened The last time Triple H More or less got to book A Survivor Series Because it was 2019 And it was the one Where NXT got involved And it was one of the Best pay-per-views They ever put on In the like Modern era for sure Especially over the past Few years That Mm -hmm. was a fucking blast to watch it's also what led to seth rollins big like heel turn again when he kind of just started going crazy um so even the aftermath of it even though the one thing that really bothered me at the time was nxt ends up Winning the night, basically, they won they more did. than any other yeah. uh, show, and then it was almost never referenced. Yep. Raw and SmackDown just kind of, damn, that sucked.
1: Probably anyway, because, probably because of Vince McMahon, I'd say.
0: <laughs> right, he didn't want anything to do with that. Um Again, the only thing we really got good out of that on the main roster was Seth Rollins going, "Hey, I tried to lead you guys, just suck." Uh, <laughs> but the show itself was so much, fun. and the build up to it, you know, the whole thing came out of them not being able to get talent to an episode of SmackDown. So Triple H went, "Well, I've got these guys." Yeah. My fr- what if we did something with them? You know, I, I don't know.
1: My friends showed up. If you if right. you need them,
0: if you want them, if you if you it want was almost like out. a like a test run, like a hostile takeover. Briefly, um, oh, it really gave God. me vibes of when ECW showed up way oh. back in the in the late nineties. You Thank know. God,
1: yeah. I was worried you were gonna go the other direction and be like, it reminds me of when the NWO took over Monday Nitro. And boy, <laughs> hey, hey, kids, do you like your wrestling? Uh, do you like 40 minutes of people building a set live? Because that's what right. it was. It was that was their test run for oh. they were going to give the NWO their own show. They already given their own yeah. you know, pay-per-view sold out. They were going to give them their own show. And the it was so bad that they just went, maybe we shouldn't even do NWO anymore. So they did NWO then- forever.
0: Oh yeah, when they, when they then turned around and you know mm-hmm. WWE bought WCW, they were also going to give WCW Monday. It was going to be Monday Nitro. They were going to cancel Raw, give it Monday Nitro. They did one match, one match with no build up, where they changed everything and everyone in the, the arena went, "What
1: the hell was that?" It was Booker T versus Buff Bagwell. You oh, put, Bagwell. put Buff Bagwell. It wasn't even a good match. Man. It wasn't a good match. It wasn't as bad as like Legendary League okay. Bag. It was okay. Yeah. It was a match. Uh, Bagwell, and you know, if if the whole thing hadn't come out earlier this year uh, a little while ago about Bagwell not being Bagwell, <laughs> well,
0: Bagwells for everybody. <laughs> yeah,
1: I would almost say maybe we should revisit yeah. and give him another chance. Except he's a piece of shit, fucking shit. <laughs> God, fucking damn it. All right,
0: let's. Uh, if you, if you want to get into the CM Punk thing at some point, let's, I have a great little segue for that. Let's. Too, I don't think because... there's anything.
1: Oh, there's one last thing. I Want to mention? And this is a quick okay. one. Monday Night Raw, was, it. it was in Toronto and it yeah. had uh, Trish Stratus and I just wanted to mention that because Trish Stratus is my favorite women's wrestler of all time. Uh, she is an idol. She's a icon. She looked amazing. She sounded amazing. She hasn't missed a step. I love Trish Stratus. And next week Kurt Angle is going to be on Angle. Raw. Oh, They're doing a real
0: good job of rebuilding those bridges. So now they're in Pittsburgh and they get Kurt Angle. That's, uh, that's a classy move d- right d- there. Do
1: you get the feeling that right now Tony Khan is basically Gabby uh, uh Gabbo, and he's going like you know. Gabo! He's like, who, do, who does who does Raw have? Uh, they've got Trish Stratus and uh, Kurt Angle. Well, who do we have? Ray J Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's all it. the little marks watching WWE are Sobs. They're Sobs. That's, uh, that's all I got. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't want to offend the little Sobs. Uh. <laughs> so speaking of the NWO, speaking uh, of Sobs. And, and, and CM Punk, did you see the interview where they Nash talked about the time that he... Yeah. <laughs> so kids, if you'll recall, CM Punk was one of the hottest things in the company for the longest time. Uh, at one point in time, he had what was supposed to be the Summer of Punk, and it went about the way that the Summer of George did for Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, because... He loses, Punk loses his world title to Triple H after Kevin Nash runs in and interferes in the match. The next night, they uh, cut promos against each other. The whole thing kind of went off the rails, and to be fair, I kind of felt bad for Punk at the time because he ended up looking like an absolute idiot in that whole thing. But Nash does this interview, I guess it was sometime earlier this week, to talk about it. And in true Kevin Nash fashion, what does he do? Put himself over and bury everybody else? (laughs) So he says, you know, we're supposed to have this back and forth, and here's the guy who I just called the world title. He comes out and stands at the top of the ramp. I'm like, you know, bro, you're not going to come down and attack me. You're going to stand 250 feet away. That was also for the night you or the night you might recall that uh, Nash called Punk a Waffle House short order cook. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Hell. yeah and just straight up burying with that line and he even said that that happened and he said punk said something that made him so mad that he thought about going off the rails but he was like no nah, you know you, you got a hall of fame career you can't do this to yourself just like just toe the line and in the end it was fine he ended up looking like an idiot anyways so.
1: I, I love Kevin Nash on so many levels like no fucks Kevin have Nash I,
0: have I ever turned you toward the reddit account Kevin Nash shoots on this no okay Quick aside, it's not a subreddit, but I, I like I don't follow many accounts on Reddit, because you know, people are anonymous, you know who it is, unless I absolutely know it's one of you guys. Sometimes um, you get
1: tracked down by people you're dating on Reddit. Right? Uh, not me. <laughs> no, not you. Uh, <laughs> that eliminates half the equation.
0: <laughs> so the the account is Kev Nash shoots on this with capital letters for each new word, and it's this guy who does a really good job of going around squared circle and r slash wrestling and like replying to things in the way that he thinks Kevin Nash would. And if you told me it actually was Kevin Nash, I would be convinced. I don't have one like pulled up, but I'm going to try to find one. And maybe we can (laughs) end the show with that because my God, they are So entertained
1: looking that up and getting that ready. I I want to mention with Kevin Nash, you know, there was that infamous moment where he was supposed to wrestle with Samoa Joe and Scott Hall, and Hall no showed. So they gave Samoa Joe a mic and said, Just go out there and shoot on it, say whatever you want. And Joe ends up burying Scott Hall in front of Nash, who just sits there and stares at him with Mm -hmm. hateful eyes. And as soon as Nash gets backstage, he slaps the shit out of Joe, and was like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> Kevin Nash is a, can be a scary, scary man when he wants to be. He's incredibly yes. intelligent, very, very funny. I love Kevin Nash. I think he's, I think he's very, he's great. Plus, he was the, uh, he was the Russian in the Punisher. So,
0: that is true. That is a thing that did happen. Ask
1: Dalton about Kevin Nash. <laughs> Dalton had to give him a or, ride. Or well, he said you know? he, he said Nash was cool as hell. We had this big fear that Nash was pissed off. In fact, someone told Jason at the show, he's like, Hey, you better watch out. Nash is looking for you. So we were all kind of worried. And Dalton had to give Nash a ride back to uh St. Louis, and Dalton said Nash was cool as hell. So hey, thumbs up for Kevin Nash. For me. And really quick, while we're at it, let's give it up for uh Christina Aguilera. She's been yeah. getting a lot of praise lately. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Um and Applegate. Oh yeah. Oh Just yeah. Throw her in there. Yeah. That's that's right. a good one too. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Now let's okay. talk about All
0: right. here. All right. Here we go. <laughs> All
1: right. Now let's talk about the thing we're going to talk about. Uh, main event of the of the program. Yeah. Um, where do you start on this? I guess the best place to start would be. WWE has obviously been hitting a lot of strides lately. They've been getting a lot of goodwill with with McMahon leaving and Triple H coming in and really kind of cleaning things up and making things better. Uh, At the same time, Punk is out with an injury. Punk is coming back from said injury. And I think the real breaking of the wall is when he cut that infamous promo like a what, a week ago? It feels like a year ago at this point where he he comes out and before he does anything, he trashes Hangman Page. Who is not in a program with Punk and is backstage, you know, going over his stuff. And Punk just lays into him and buries him and then dares him to come out and fight him. And when Paige doesn't, he says, that's not cowboy shit, that's coward shit. To a guy that's not there. that that's, Right, and, and it was it,
0: never scheduled to come out. None of this had anything to do with anything that was meant to be mentioned. This it, is Punk full-blown going off the rails
1: and what is hangman page supposed to do come out on the scripted show where he's not supposed to be and fight punk in the ring
0: right
1: punk yeah. new punk new that would be like me going out at a ccw show and calling out fucking hulk hogan me or call you <laughs> out yeah i'll call I'll go, like, I'll go to the ring and be like i'll go to the ring and be like that piece of shit double h if you're back there come out and fight me i know you're back there come out and fight me right now when know you don't show you up and when you don't show up i'm like well i guess he's a coward, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> Dalton
0: texted me like,
1: um... "You here? Are you, what are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> so, this all stems from the fact that apparently Hangman Page, when they were promoing against each other for their match, uh, I guess dropped some innuendo about Punk and Colt Cabana, and that's a sore spot. In fact, the whole Colt Cabana thing in AEW right now is a sore spot. Um, right, because
0: he's not an AEW. He's, he's pretty in much Ring been Obama. banished. To ROH. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing is another massive issue. Who would have thought that a podcast that those two guys did together would come back and be such a tremendous pain in everyone's ass? Well, whenever yet, here we
1: are. Whenever you're saying things that could be construed as slander or, you know, libel, uh, libel I think is just print, slander is, is the audio version. Yes. Oops. Almost there. Uh, no, s- wait. Slanders... Slanders. Slander's vocal. Libel yes, is text. Libel yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if my journalism teacher is watching, which I know he's not, I apologize for that. That. <laughs> that little confusion there um, So that that has led to this big You know what is Punk doing And then there's all these grumblings Backstage reports that Punk is unhappy They were afraid Punk wasn't even going to show up Punk's done with the company He's been bitching and complaining since the beginning And then all these other things come out About how Punk has always been this way Why are we surprised Punk went right. from the It was like Liv Morgan as champion Went from the hero to the enemy With a uh, day It was a quick turnaround and now we are in a spot where AEW is, it seems like they're in trouble. Everyone's talking about the trouble backstage. They had to have a meeting today. And then you just told me that Punk lost the unification match in a short time period to John Moxley. Less
0: than five minutes is what I read. Wow. Yeah, less than five minutes to, to him. So I have obviously, in the, in the wake of this, because we've been following this since. That happened Wednesday night, right? I, we were doing the show. Again, we do the show on Wednesday nights. We didn't really get wind of it until later than that and then on into Thursday. So we've been waiting to get into it. I've been following as closely as I can, trying to keep up with all, all the changes of what's going on and the theories because the theories are all over the place. One of them suggested that the whole thing's work. Right, and you and I actually talked about this the night that it happened. You were like, "Man, fuck, we should have waited to do the show. Maybe we should do something special for it." And I said, "Man, let's let's wait a second because nowadays I'm not convinced that anything is not possibly a work. Like anything could be, right? Right. I'm still not totally convinced that what the hell is going on with MJF and AEW is not them covering him because we all went, it's a work. They went, yeah, 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 that's what it is. Sure, he's not actually pissed off at us. Sure, Mr. Vinda, all gonna pay off." So, with this, the, the theory goes, if if none of this is really real, and it is a work, that the idea is that they've been trying to set up Punk as a heel. That all of these mm. people he keeps shooting with are all heels, except for MJF himself. All faces, uh, and that, except MJF.
1: Or faces, yeah, yeah, thank
0: you. And all of them... Uh, are also making regular pointed remarks that they need to save AEW from mm-hmm. him. That was one of the big uh, points said, of yeah. Hangman's. Yeah, yeah w- Promo. Uh Moxley, you know, famously referenced, we all know you're here because you're out of money, right? <laughs> we all know that's why you're here. And He said that straight up to him on on Dynamite last. They said that, he said he um, said that to
1: them at a dinner.
0: He said that to him at a dinner. <laughs> I wish I could remember there was another one that that was, you know, kind of his big um when he first jumped in there and so the theory goes yes they're just trying to set him up as a heel they're trying to make you think that he's this you know big problem backstage and everything and this is how punk is just working everybody and you know the mjf thing at this point i have no idea what's going on because it is such a long like drawn out deal i think they've lost interest on on anything there but in this case i think you're giving everyone too much credit yeah. I think you're giving Punk too much credit. I think you're giving uh, Tony Khan too much credit. I, I think it just might be Punk was acting like an asshole and, and maybe needed to be put in this place. Maybe other people were being problematic too, but I like CM Punk. I am not immune to the idea that CM Punk is also kind of a dick. Yeah. So
1: I also like CM Punk. It is what it is.
0: I like Max Landis too, but I'm also not immune to the fact that Max Landis is kind of a dick. Like I... These things happen.
1: When Punk first left WWE, I remember being super critical of him and saying, "Oh, you've got a guy that just walks out of the company, he just walked out on his job because he was unhappy, and everyone's praising him and supporting him." And I, I took I took offense to that. I'm like, "Oh no, Punk is a bitch," you know, and all that. Right. And I definitely softened my stance over time, especially when you heard some of the conditions that Punk, you know, was in at the time he was hurt. You know, take a Z pack, that all that good stuff. But but now it's almost coming back full circle of, no, I mean, both could be true. WWE kind of sucked and Punk is a dick. Um, Right. They're not mutually exclusive
0: concepts. Right.
1: I feel like Punk, when this all started, I do feel like he went out and did his own thing. And it was very much him just doing whatever he wants. And I think the backlash to that was so incredible. And then the rumors start spreading of, oh, God, what's going on, that both Punk and Khan kind of walked it back and were like, no, 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 this was just part of the storytelling. Um, But then you see what happened tonight and you go, okay, if this is storytelling, this is a bad story. Just like the MJF story, if the MJF thing is storytelling, it's a bad story. MJF's probably going to get a big, you know, applause when he comes back, a big pop, but at the same time, how much are you sacrificing, how much money are you sacrificing on the table by drawing it out so fucking long? And then what are you doing with Punk? You know, do you want to portray him? What what are you trying to do here? Like, I don't understand what they're trying to do.
0: this is, I, I want to say you and I referenced this in a previous episode sometime in the past month or so, but this is becoming a concurrent problem with, with AEW, and this is what I was really concerned about before all the Vince McMahon stuff just sort of kind of felt like it happened out of nowhere, and, yeah. and overnight, Triple H was in charge. Um, my concern was AEW had kind of been my my saving grace, my, my last bastion of hope in, in wrestling, because... I'm just going to put it this way. If it's not happening in the United States, I'm probably not watching it. And it has nothing to do with any inherent bias or anything. It's just, I have to seek that shit out. This stuff's a lot easier to find. If it's WWE or AEW, it's super easy to get my hands on and I can watch it and enjoy it. AEW, I really had gotten pretty solidly back into if nothing else than on on YouTube uh at the start of the summer when I had some free time on my hands you know in the morning I'm drinking coffee I would throw on AEW Dark and just sit there at the kitchen table and watch some matches and you know Mm -hmm. I I might fast forward around a little bit but like hey I really like this guy he's interesting and and this women's match looks cool I'm gonna go to that um my concern was this is gonna go down the toilet because Mm -hmm. AEW's problem it seemed like was again the direction is just not there there's almost a for a company that for the longest time was really doing a great job with this long-term storytelling like the hangman page story from the you know getting kind of cast out of the whole young bucks thing to kind of pseudo joining the dark order building his confidence back up winning the title from page it was the uh, omega it was this huge big you know overarching story and it was great and then it went nowhere
1: they did nothing he won with the them. title yeah
0: and they did nothing with it. He he was, you know, a, a decent enough champion, but he didn't feel all that important. And of course, uh, you know, there are a lot of people who will tell you that the problem was here comes the WWE crew, here comes Christian, here comes CM Punk, Cole. here comes all these guys who, yeah, Adam Cole coming mm-hmm. over, mm-hmm. Uh, Regal even, Dan Danielson, um, all these guys coming over and they're they're taking the spotlight away. And I'm not saying that didn't happen, but I'm also because saying that right. But <laughs> what was the plan otherwise? Right. What were you going to do in, in, in any other case? What would be any different about bringing those guys in and using them to help build up Hangman Page?
1: Yeah. Yeah, have imagine if Hangman Page and Hangman. these guys had, you know, great matches and page 1. You don't have right. to, you don't have to make Brian Danielson or Adam Cole look good. Everyone already knows they're good. No. They were on the big They, already are. they were on the big stage. Now, yes. now it's Hangman's page is turned on the big stage, but they yes. they fucked it. and Same thing with Thunder Rosa. This big you know storyline with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, and yeah. they had epic matches and like oh my god, Thunder Rosa won. Someone finally beat Britt Baker, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then they've done jack shit with her to and the point. The and by the way, she's out now. They're gonna crown an interim champion at uh, All Out. Yeah. It's uh Britt Baker, uh Hikaru Shida. Uh, Tony Storm and I forget the other person. Emmy Sakura, maybe I don't know. I don't know who the fourth person is. But point is, they've they've got another sure. interim champion coming in because that is the just order of the day right now. Interim I'm, champions. I'm
0: still I'm still kind of critical of the whole interim champion thing. I understand what they're trying to do, and I get that it's really not that different from okay, you're out. We'll just strip you from the, the <clears throat> strip the title from you, and then you can try to win it back when you come back. But, I don't know, man, the interim champion thing, to constantly have interim there at the front of your name, especially for how long? Like, how long are we talking for this? You're the champion now, but when somebody else comes back, they're the champion. Was there really, is there that much necessity to instead just be like, okay, well, you're injured, you can't wrestle for this much time, um, so you're going to lose the title, and we're just going to crown a new champion, and when you come back, you're first in line. And
1: yeah, it solves itself. You
0: I, just say that, and it's, I, you I get to make up the rules, man.
1: Like, yeah, it's it's scripted. Why if if you're gonna have a right. guy that's out for two months and you go, okay, well we'll have an interim champion, and then when he comes back, you two can fight because you're both champion. It's just like or or just don't use him in a match. Use him in a storyline for a month and a half. Yeah. you know, if you, uh, if I you can, really want to play
0: the rules game for it, here's what I like for this, and it's something that I wish more companies tried to use or really enforced is if you're the champion. You have Mm -hmm. to defend your title once at minimum every blank days, 30, 45, 60, whatever number. So when somebody's injured, you know good well you're not going to be back for two or three months, that's when you have to relinquish the title. Mm-hmm. And that's when you do it up front in advance. If it's a heel, you try to do some kind of, you know, squirmy way of I'm gonna hold on to it to the last minute, then I'll try to squeak out of it or whatever. But you know, your baby faces would just come out and say, Hey, look, I hate this happened. I did what I set out to do, but there's no way I'll I be can back. successfully defend this title. I'll be back and I'll be first in line. And they yeah. hand it over. I, I don't know what was wrong with that. Maybe I'm just kind of, I feel a little cornetish right now. Am I a little, you know, well, curmudgeonly about it? I don't know.
1: Hunter, I just, they'll tell you that yeah. with Punk, it's because he was a heel the whole time. That's why he kept the championship. It's not because they didn't have any long term booking plans. Uh, I, yeah. I can only think of one time when this actually worked and I thought it was a good story. That was Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon over the IC title. When sure. Shawn came back and was like, no, I'm the IC champion. And then they had that fantastic uh, match at, uh, I think it was either Mania or SummerSlam. I don't know. I'm tired. But uh, that was really good, and ever since then, it's just the same. I don't know. I just don't like it either. We have an interim champion in CCW right now, uh, Joey O'Reilly, because Zay couldn't make it to the last show. Zay's not going to be able to make it to this show. In fact, Zay, I think, is uh, at least right now done with uh, wrestling kind of in general is taking a break, so now Joey is just the champion. It's no more interim. Joey is the champion, because uh, you know interim is just very much. I, I don't like it either. It's it's just it it almost it almost feels like an insult of you're the only the champion because this person's hurt. When they come back, they're the champion. Now you're both champions. Fight to see who the real champion is. And then if you're punk, you fight for about five minutes and then you get laid out. And- <laughs>
0: And, and you lose and then everyone goes oh
1: and then Jr oh. says that guy got his ass kicked and Jr might not even <laughs> he might not even have been supposed to say that Jr I love Jr but at some point your yeah. heroes have to go to pasture uh, yes
0: famously Jr very much reached a point where he don't give a shit
1: yeah
0: I don't think he needs that AEW job he just wants it because they really think that he's great and he and is he's probably it was. at that point where he's was and I think he's just sort of at the point where he's like, What are you gonna do? Fire me? Like, he's just drinking a bottle of barbecue sauce like, right in front of what him. What are you gonna do? Right in
1: front of him. <laughs> hey, uh, all right. Well, oh my let's uh, my dinner's done. So let's call it on this. Uh, gonna okay. I'm gonna, gotta, I'm you gonna wrap, it up to wrap it up. You. Yeah, all yes right. D- do. Double H,
0: double H, take us out. This is again the, the Reddit user is Kev Nash shoots on this. Kev, K E V. I'm going to share the link to Shannon a little bit so he can read like this specific comment, but then follow this guy. Uh, he doesn't pop up very often. He hasn't posted anything in, in close to uh, like a third of a year, like several months. But so to give you an example of what he does, he never posts his own posts, they're only comments. Okay. And he's aping Kevin Nash's like style. The thread that this is on was a news story in Squared Circle that says that from uh, it's a quote from an ex-WWE magazine writer named Brian Solomon saying, quote, I was working for Shane McMahon. He came out of his office one day, saw a Randy Savage poster tacked to the wall. He literally poked it as hard as he could with his fingers repeatedly until it fell off the wall, then stepped on it and walked back into his office. All right. So that was the story. Kev decided that he was going to jump in on this when someone responded with just the phrase the finger poke of doom. And here's what this guy says, quote... Look, we used to have a saying in the click, you're on the wall or you're on your back, which meant back in the day you didn't have any Google metric bullshit or some geek walking up to show you the likes on your latest post or story. If you walked into a building and they had you on the po- or in some poster on the wall, it meant you weren't opening the show. Scott used to say if they spend ink on printing your photo, they're going to use the same ink to add zeros to your check. Forget time on TV. Uh, Scott knew the real money. was in the stuff they made. Fuck, I remember when we started to get the big push. Suddenly, you're in photo shoots every week. You're being asked to appear in the new Kmart or waking up early to appear on the local morning show. Didn't matter. You were at the strip club until 4 a.m. the night before with bags under your eyes, down to your lip. You had to be there. I mean fuck, I'm not take uh, looking at dead or <laughs> looking dead with bags under my eyes wasn't my gimmick. I'm not taker, that's what it's supposed to say. Uh, that's when I started wearing sunglasses and calling myself Big Daddy Cool. It got over, but that's cause it was a shoot. I was right, or I wasn't there to be bright eyed and smiley like Backland. The whole poster thing started to change once Sean became champ. He used to get called to do a photo shoot every fucking week by Vince. He'd show up feeling like shit. Now Sean can work a fucking four star match on fifteen somas, but he's still gonna look like shit. Suddenly this champ, he's a decent looking guy Or so the rats would tell us They're cramming photo (laughs) sessions in while you're trying to have Your morning coffee And then after you work a 20 minute tag match (laughs) in Des Moines I mean you're trying to get to the sizzler in time for the shrimp cocktail special and instead they have you posing with some prop urn for next month's magazine they only finally used up when Sean posed for Playgirl, Sean was out all night with Scott and he answered the phone in his hotel room at 7am before he went to bed I mean Sean can work a match in autopilot but he can't reason worth a shit, Sean will agree with just about anything if you get enough beer into him and let it marinate how do you think that kid ended up in the click anyway we check out and the next thing I know Sean's Cutting a promo in the rental about how he's being Forced to do a magazine Well these motherfuckers knew the only time I put people over Is between 3 and 8 a.m Scott and I just laughed Suddenly, son- suddenly Sean's naked with his belt <laughs> Hiding his mid-card talent We started showing up <laughs> to the arenas The next week and that poster is In both male and female locker rooms Sean got hot, grabbed Vince Threatened to walk out and gestured to his knee Needless to say they eased up on the posters After that yeah, dude, that just sound that it sounds fucking legit. It reads like the real shit that he has said. And that's I only picked that one cuz it's the most awarded one. He was commenting on this stuff for oh my god, he's got hundreds of these. Um I've been following the guy just so I get alerts when right. he comments on something. Yeah. I'm going to send you just a direct link Please do. to to
1: Yeah. To us. All right. He's going to send that to me. I love it.
0: Tell me I love it
1: we're uh we're gonna get out of here for the night uh well of course we'll be back next week with more uh news as it comes along what's going on with punk what's going on with yes. AEW? uh we'll tell y'all next week tomorrow all new after dark of course and uh this saturday inferno ccw at the ac braze arena Let's come out and check it out it's gonna be a big show killer i'm sorry carrion cross and scarlet will be there it's gonna be fantastic for now for myself and for double h we're out of here you guys take it easy double h once again encore performance take us out
0: Ease up on the posters. Later.